How's it guys? My name is Amara Garra and you have found my futile optimism. I have so much to talk about, but I think pretty much everything that I say will come down to proving why the past week was not a good week to not be a lawyer. But let me just say how grateful I am for all of the feedback that I've received from my first episode. Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. I am so excited and so, so grateful. So last week I launched my podcast on my birthday and I thought that would be a really special way to mark the occasion. I did have a really small birthday party though. Uh, And by party, I mean my immediate family, which is like 10 of us. So it always feels like a party. I wasn't super, super sure if I was going to do something like that. Because last year, when it was my birthday, I had the same thing, same 10 of us. And I assume, I assume that my party was the origin story for some of my family to get COVID last year. So my birthday is on the 27th of June. On the 1st of July, 2020, my dad tested positive for COVID. And we all just assumed that it was my birthday party that was like the super spreader, even though there was 10 of us and we see each other every weekend. Um, We assumed that that was the day. Anyway, everyone survived. Everyone was okay. Um, We were really blessed to not have any severe complications. But yeah, that kind of made me pretty hesitant to have a party again this year. Lo and behold, I had one, mainly because I really wanted the cake. And on the 1st of July, 2021, my sister tested positive for COVID. So essentially what I'm trying to say is that my birthday is canceled forever. Um, Please send your presents now. And I know COVID has taken a lot from all of us. I'm just shook that it's trying to take my birthday and upstage me. What the hell? Also, let me just say that I've seen a lot of people talk about how I released my podcast like while they were in the middle of their exams. And I know that seems really selfish, but I have to be honest, I was recording the podcast as a way of procrastinating from studying. So we are in this together. And hopefully whenever we get our results, they will be positive, which feels wrong to say, but I think you get me. So before we had memes, we had Tumblr, and there was this joke on Tumblr, you go to school, nothing happens. You are absent. Six fights, Tupac came back, school had a blackout, and Beyonce performed in the cafeteria. And that is how I feel, because I was busy writing an online exam that lasted like three days, while the entire world was involved in some sort of legal battle with each other. And I mean, I'm glad it wasn't Beyonce that was performing, but I was still as distracted. I was trying to like write my essays and, you know, be profound. All the while, the world was burning. Um, It's still burning at the Gulf of Mexico. And let me just say, I thought I was a clumsy person, but... The company Petróleos Mexicanos is untouchable. They are the reason for this current uh, oil leak in a gulf. I didn't even know a gulf could catch on fire, but I should have known because they've been having accidents like this since 1979. 
And it looks a little bit like Dragon Ball Z is having a crossover with Aquaman in the Gulf of Mexico. The other crossovers are with famous people and the law. The first one with former president Jacob Zuma. The second one with Bill Cosby. And the third one with Britney Spears. The last one is the worst one. Actually, I'm lying. So is the Bill Cosby one. I just, yeah. So the Britney Spears one, if you want to know more about that, search Free Britney and you will find everything that's relevant. Um, I can sum it down for you in one sentence, which is that Britney Spears deserves her freedom and the fact that she's being denied it consistently is an absolute travesty. Another travesty is the way rich male celebrities get to do whatever they want. And this is a subtweet at Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is the creepiest uncle in everyone's life. We all have one. So if you don't have one, Bill Cosby is yours. Um, basically, he is a sexual predator who has been convicted of really like a wide spectrum of really dodgy, unacceptable things. Um, one of them... This is actually like a pattern. It's part of his like modus operandi. Uh, he drugs people and then sexually assaults them. Yeah. So, I mean, you would think that that is grounds for, you know, going to prison and being removed from society. Apparently not. Um, there was some sort of a legal issue and on a technicality he was able to overturn kind of his sentence so he doesn't have to serve the rest of the years and he's out of jail now uh, which is so awesome and I'm so glad that you know the world cares about the safety of everyone that's around him. That was complete sarcasm. Uh, I'm not sure if it translates yet so yeah it's obviously an insane example of how the law doesn't always work for the people that it's supposed to work for. The law doesn't always give justice and that's something that I've struggled with but it's something that I've accepted and Bill Cosby's case helped me get there. That's the only positive takeaway from there. There's nothing else positive about it because he is basically free on a technicality and people who are obsessed with him for some weird reason think that that means he's innocent. That is not the case. Basically, they couldn't use evidence that he had given against himself in another case. For this case, they made some deal. The prosecutor made some deal with him. I don't understand how law works. And I think, I think when I was choosing what to study, even though I thought about choosing law, I think this was the universe protecting me because it knew if I got into this field, I would just be upset all the time. There's like a really broad picture of what justice is meant to be and what law is supposed to give you. And then there's there's all these like fine print, read the terms and conditions vibe going on um, that can pretty much overturn any of those big picture ideas of justice that you have. But I think everyone can agree that Bill Cosby is a creepy sicko. And the thing I actually want to speak about um, is Felicia Rashad's defense of him. Hashtag bye Felicia. So Felicia Rashad was, played his wife uh, on the Cosby show. I didn't watch the Cosby show. But anyway, they obviously had some really good bond in the show. And they have been best friends ever since. Felicia Rashad thinks that... His sentence was a travesty um, and she's so happy that he's free now and honestly it's shocking. 
So anyway, in 2015, um, when some of these allegations came out, then Felicia Rashad did an interview and was quoted as saying something like, you know, forget these women who are coming and claiming these things. You know, they're attempting to just mess up the legacy of Bill Cosby. And you would think that six years would give someone enough time to reflect on their words. Um, Apparently not, though, because when Bill Cosby was released uh, on this technicality that I just badly explained, um, she tweeted a celebration. So I tried to find the tweet so that I could read it out to you. And it's been deleted, which is awesome. But also, the internet never forgets. So this was the tweet. Finally, in capital letters and exclamation marks, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. Exclamation mark. With a picture of Bill Cosby. Uh, This was tweeted literally like a few hours after his release was announced. Um, And so everyone replied and they were like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? This man is not innocent. Um, He got off on a technicality and the technicality has to do with something that he confessed to doing. So I don't like even he doesn't believe that he's innocent. So anyway, people responded and they were like, dude, you are wild. Um, And then she tweeted something else that was like, you know, I really care about victims of sexual assault and I really believe them and I hope they continue to come out and she didn't mean to be insensitive. Um, My heartfelt wish is for healing. That's what she said. No, not that's what she said in that way. No, I'm so sorry. Um, She tweeted that and it's obviously a response to everyone else calling her out but I think it just highlights a bigger problem that we tend as human beings to care about justice only when it's convenient for us it's really really hard to navigate a world where you know the people that you love or care about or have looked up to um, turn out to be absolute weirdos and saying that I think is just really dismissive um, of, of the facts but it's also dismissive of, you know, the feeling around sexual assault and, and the testimony of 60 women that came forward. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure how she thought she was going to get away with saying that. This is like a really, really bad example because I know obviously in this case she was co-workers and friends with Paul Cosby and that's why it's like a personal defense of her friend. But I have struggled quite a lot with you know, soccer players who I really loved and grew up loving and looking up to. Um, And I hear, you know, allegations of rape or sexual assault or sexual harassment against them. There's two specific soccer players who have these allegations against them. One is Cristiano Ronaldo, one is Neymar. And I mean, okay, I've always been a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. And that was really difficult for me to come to terms with. I can't look at him the same way. I think if I knew him personally, it would only increase my anger and my my discomfort. Because even if there's a slim chance that someone that you know, someone in your life has violated another human being in, in this way, um, I think that's chance enough to make you, you know, sit back and reevaluate. Why am I friends with this person? Or why, what, what about this person do I value? And it's really hard. It's really, really hard. But it's something that we have to do um, 
at least if we want to see any sort of justice in the world, remember that everyone that we can like think of as objectively bad, they had a family. Um, they had friends who were committed to proving their innocence and defending them. And looking on the outside, it's like, what is wrong with you? Obviously, this person's guilty. Um, so when we are then called to do the same thing, I think we have to we have to stand up and not be we can't be opportunistic about it and we can't be disingenuous um and i mean even if she was privately happy about him being released to tweet that like that in that tone wow and i know i say tone as if you can hear people's tweets but i promise you the exclamation marks and the capital letters those equal tone uh, and then the South African problem of our former president, Jacob Zuma, who just refuses to go away. Um, I mean, maybe going away is not the ideal solution because we know that the Guptas, who are his homies, have gone away and are trying all they can to stay away. Anyway, Jacob Zuma has been involved in like this weird standoff with the Constitutional Court he refuses to come testify at the Zondo Commission. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is lawyering at its best, and I hate that that's the case. Uh, mainly because there are examples of so many poor people who could not afford good representation, and then they were sentenced to jail for things that they didn't do, or their sentences don't really match the crime that they committed. Meanwhile, Zuma's crimes are like, <sighs> all over... And honestly, I have tried to keep track of the instances of corruption where his name is involved. I genuinely don't have the brain capacity to do that. And that's not because, like, I am intellectually deficient. I might be. But I, I just can't keep track. There's just way too many. And, yeah, the fact that he can, you know, pussyfoot his way to sort of, like, prevent himself from going to jail or even just being held accountable in any other way. Yeah, that just speaks to the injustice of justice. And honestly, it makes me kind of sad and angry. And I'm just like, again, the bigger picture of justice is there. You know, the trillions that he is rumored to have been involved in stealing from the country genuinely equates to millions of lives. Lives lost from like budget cuts, but also lives lost quite literally from funds that were meant for certain things and were not spent. I'm thinking specifically of things like healthcare, um, things like social grants. Ugh, yeah, it's just a mess, an absolute mess. And I hope that, you know, all of this nonsense comes to an end soon because I'm tired. So the past week has also been interesting for the Olympics. Um, I can't believe it's happening. Honestly, I feel like they should have just had like a Nintendo Wii Fit Olympics this year. But somehow, the fact that it's happening in person is not the most controversial thing about it. There has been a lot of outrage and anger about the issue with Shakiri Richardson. And that issue speaks specifically to the use of weed by athletes and whether that should be banned or not banned. So Shakiri Richardson is a 21-year-old sprinter from the USA. She is amazing. Honestly, she's incredible. Uh, and I don't just say that because she has amazing hairstyles. She is an incredible athlete. 
So what happened was when she was doing the regular drug testing that all athletes do, uh, traces of weed were found in her system and that disqualifies her from the 100 meter sprint because the traces of weed were found at the time of the trial. And I am confused about this whole situation. Let me explain my confusion. So her defense is that she was really struggling emotionally. She had just found out that her biological mom had died and she was trying to deal with the emotional toll that that undoubtedly takes on a person. And that's why she was using weed so close to the trial. Firstly, the messed up thing about this story is that she found out that her mom died because a reporter asked her how she feels about it. I mean, firstly, that answer is so obvious. No one's gonna say, I'm so glad my mom died. Duh, don't ask stupid questions. But secondly, you know, asking as soon as the news breaks is just disrespectful. So anyway, people are saying that she should be allowed to participate because weed doesn't enhance your performance. I don't know about any of that. But... I think this is my stance and I might be completely unfair and wrong and I would love feedback on that. I think she knew her decision was going to get her disqualified. She herself has admitted and said she was really aware of the rules. I think all athletes are aware of what substances they can and can't take. And so in this case, you know, the rules are being followed and I don't think she's being banned because it's like a conspiracy against her. Does the rule make sense? Is the rule stupid and does it disproportionately affect people of color and specifically black people? I'm pretty sure it does. Um, my favorite Jewish person, Seth Rogen, himself explained you know, that nuance and that's something that we see in specifically American society. But I think broader as well, it's a problem uh, of criminalizing weed use and how that affects black people specifically. Having said that, I think rules in general for anything need to be applied consistently. They need to make sense. And if there is scientific discussions to be had about why weed use should not be banned for athletes, I think the Olympic committees need to be open to hearing that. I personally don't think the instance of Shakiri Richardson being banned is an instance of racism. Um, I do think the actual ban of weed might be. Obviously, you know, police incarceration, at least in the USA, has disproportionately affected people of color who um, get convicted for weed use um, and really face unfair and harsh sentences. And that's obviously not what I'm saying. That, I think, is abhorrent. Abhorrent? abhorrent. So you'll hear at some stage throughout my podcast, sometimes I say my R, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I say R. Um, it is a consequence of being assimilated into whiteness, I think. <laughs> and I am so sorry, it annoys me. Um, so I'm sure it'll be annoying to you as well. But I'm working on it. I'm trying to pronounce my R. Anyway, the point of that was to say that I'm not condoning police brutality. I'm not condoning, you know, the way that the justice system in many parts of the world uh, prejudices black people. That's not at all what I'm saying. Uh, I just am specifically referring to the Olympics. Um, And I I honestly think that there are much, much bigger crimes than smoking weed in a place where it's not legal. There's a million other things that I think the police should be focusing on. And South Africa is a very good example of that. 
Go after the rapists. There are tons of them. I will point them out to you if you are confused. Um, you know, go after the corrupt. Again, there's tons of them. I will give you the addresses of many of them, including some in Kandla. Yeah, just basically go after the people who are committing serious, serious crimes against others, you know, before trying to go after petty crimes or crimes that have no victim. That's my stance on the justice system. But having said that, it's not like the Olympics is short on racism. Um, There are a million other instances of where it is pretty damn racist. They have a history of trying to ban women athletes who have high levels of natural testosterone. And I'm speaking specifically about my homie, Casta Semenya, who is only my homie because we are both from South Africa. Uh, But I absolutely love her. She's an incredible athlete. And like 10 years of her life have been spent trying to justify whether she is a woman or not and whether she's the right kind of woman. And I think that is just insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, She is now not the only athlete to face these sort of issues. There are two other athletes, Christine Boma and Beatrice Masilingi, from Namibia who are also banned from their sort of favored race because of these testosterone rules, um, which, by the way, were only implemented after Casta Semenya had already like risen to the big stage. So seems pretty damn personal and pretty damn racist to me. Um, there is also Francine Nyonsaba from Burundi and Margaret Wambui from Kenya, who have also faced these issues. Um, and I'm You know, this discussion about the Olympics and who can and can't qualify, I think the rules need to be standardized. Number one, should people have an unfair advantage? Well, it depends what unfair advantage means. I did some research about Michael Phelps, who I've never seen anyone advocate for him to be banned from the Olympics. He has a lot of natural advantages over other swimmers. Let me just go through this list. It's mad. He has the perfect height to be a swimmer. His leg length is not too short and it's not too long. I don't even know what that means. He has like the perfect wingspan for a swimmer. He produces less lactic acid than normal people, which means he gets tired less or it takes him quicker to recover. And then he is double jointed as well. All of those are naturally occurring things that he just happens to have, and I don't see anyone advocating for him to be banned, so I'm not really sure what the issue is with black runners from Africa who are women. And in addition to that, if that racism was not enough for you, they have also banned the soul cap, which is a swimming cap made for Afros specifically. They've banned that because apparently normal swimmers don't need it. And it's never been an issue before. And this is the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my whole entire life. And I've heard a lot of stupid things. So yeah, there's a lot of instances of racism and the Olympics basically needs to get itself in order if it still wants to keep its legitimacy and its prestige as, you know, the place where the best athletes come. Because pretty soon it's going to be a place where the best 
athletes come if they are white and if they have the preferable level of testosterone and if they wear the right swimming cap and if they promise not to take the knee for Black Lives Matter. Basically, the Olympics cares about the wrong type of race. But anyway, who really needs the Olympics? I can just watch the Euros and I am South African, but football is coming home. I can say that because number one, England colonized us years ago. Number two, I live in an area called Greenside, which is named after a place in England. So indeed, football is coming home. As for the optimistic part of this podcast, two cool things are happening. Number one is the pro-democracy protests in Eswatini. I know, I know that the police reaction and brutality towards protesters has not been the optimistic part. I know that. It's been unacceptable and to be honest, the condemnation letters that I've seen from regional authorities has been absolutely useless. I mean, rather don't say anything, you know, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic because I have seen how the young people have been able to express their desires for a democratic Eswatini. And I'm, I'm really, I'm hoping, um, and I, I feel like, you know, they will get their demands and they will be able to form a nation that is based on principles of democracy and principles of the people. So if King Swati listens to my podcast, firstly, please put the damn podcast off and go and abdicate. But secondly, I'm not rooting for you. I'm rooting for the people. The second optimistic thing is that Zendaya and Tom Holland apparently are a couple. I've seen the really cute pictures. I would like to just formally announce my willingness to audition for the next Spider-Man. I don't know who my co-star would be, but it seems like that's the way to go if you really want to find your soulmate. That is it from me for this week. Thank you so much for listening to my futile optimism. I really, really appreciate it. Please don't forget to let me know what you thought at A-M-A-A-R-A-H-G on Twitter, at A-M-A-A-R-A-H-27 on Instagram. I am really grateful for the feedback and for the listening. I hope to be back next week if global warming doesn't kill us off by then. But I really appreciate the support and the love. So here's to us and here's to hope.